0: Welcome to the Happier You podcast. I'm your host, Bonna Normando. The Happier You is about encouraging each of us to connect with our unique self and figure out what our personal happiness looks like, not what anyone else thinks our happy should be, but what really fills up our cup and brings us joy. Each episode is about exposing you to new ideas, perspectives, and tools to help you build more happy moments into your day-to-day life. Your happiness is your responsibility. So let's get this figured out so you can start living your best life today. Hey, happy people, welcome back. Today's episode is part two of me trying to figure out this whole mindfulness thing. And I'm on again with my friend Kara Braun. She's a unified mindfulness coach and a registered psychotherapist here in Ontario. A few months ago, Kara and I did part one of figuring out mindfulness, and I had Quite a few aha moments. Well, this is part two when I went back to Kara and said, Wait a minute, I'm a bit stumped here. I'm having trouble. (laughs) So let's just get into the coaching session with Kara and her helping me with part two of my quest to figure out mindfulness. Like last time, you sort of gave me some things to focus on and think about. And the one that really Really, I remember it brought tears to my eyes is when you explained equanimity and how it, to me, when you described it, it felt like peace. So I'm not sure exactly how you said it, but for me, what I heard or what I interpreted was it's not clinging and it's not pushing away. That's what stuck with me. And so the reason I asked you to come back is because now, That's I think the main thing I've been focusing on for mindfulness as I slowly figure out this practice. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: it has been such a gift. I have to say like that whole emotional reaction I had when you explained that to me. And so how it showed up in my life are these beautiful moments where I think, oh, I think this is something in the past that I would have clung to because this is such a beautiful moment. And instead, what I find myself doing is cherishing it and just thinking oh this is a beautiful moment right now enjoy it because you're not going to cling to it and it's not going to last but it's beautiful and so it's come into my gratitude practice but it's just that it's almost like i get a little bit of taste of that feeling i had when you described equanimity to me so now the other thing is the not pushing away. I, I have
1: to interrupt i just got goosebumps
0: Oh, I'm so glad it is. It really, it's been so, it has been such a gift. I can't say thank you enough for that. Passing on that understanding. I think I told you this when I reached out is that I had this incident where I was being fun and playful with my husband and I did something and he, he set up his boundary. Like, he's like, do you realize what you just did? Like he said, no. No. And I was playful and still doing it. And and it was really this really basic thing. And I got my feelings hurt. So he set up his boundaries and intellectually, I was like, absolutely good for him. He was very clear. But there was part of me that got so hurt because I was in my mind being playful and loving and just, you know, goofing around and being us. And he drew his boundary and, and I took offense. I did appreciate him setting his boundaries but the little girl in me or whatever the really fragile underbelly was hurt and I held on to it I'm like I'm not ready to apologize <laughs> I'm not ready um even though intellectually I know he was absolutely I respect what he did but I I was maybe I was sh- ashamed of myself for not resp- I don't know anyways I held on to it and then 20 minutes later, so it was it was making supper. It was just the two of us. Our son wasn't around. Then we're having supper. And he he looks at me and he says, Are we gonna talk about that? And I kid you not, if there was a thought bubble, it would be like, oh hell no. <laughs> I'm still not ready because almost, and this is, you know, this is interesting, Carol, but in my head, I'm like, I know you're right. I understand I'm in the wrong, but I'm still. I'm holding on to this hurt and this anger, and I'm not ready to apologize. So it's interesting because when you had described it to me, I had seen the clinging as to something good, right? Like to almost strangling a good moment to not let it go and the pushing away being the discomfort. And then here I find myself in the middle of this moment where I'm actually clinging to the negative, to... That's what I felt like. And, and I don't know, is, is that what I was doing? And, or can you help? Like, (laughs) I don't know. I'm just like, I tried to journal through it. And I, you know, I I don't know. Wow.
1: How long ago did this happen?
0: Inside of three weeks.
1: Okay. And so you still are noticing this feeling of
0: hurt? No, it's interesting. So I acknowledge that at the time I felt very hurt. I'm not hurt by him. I'm frustrated with me. Does that make sense? Like I, okay. I just want to pause this to say, I just really am appreciating
1: your courage and bringing all of this forward. Especially in an environment like this, like you're willing to have a conversation that you're considering sharing with others with your audience. And I just think that's so brave and wise. And it's really appreciate that. And feel honored for you to bring me into it. So thank you.
0: Thank you. I think you're one of the few people I would trust it with. And so that feels good. And it is uh not comfortable to know that this is being shared, but at the same time, especially the journal group. There's been so much sharing of vulnerability and I just think I've learned so much about myself through journaling that, and this one I couldn't solve, you know, so many times I can journal through it and I get my aha moment and it's not necessarily that day. It could be days later, but I thought when I journaled after this event and a few days later, I'm like, I, I don't understand what just happened. I don't know how to. I need to understand so I can grow through it, if that makes sense, and say, I'm going to feel this. And when I feel this, this is what's going on. And this is how I nurture myself through it or I'm patient with myself. This was so unexpected as I feel like I am growing slowly into this practice and it's been so beautiful. And then I was like, well, hold on. Why? Why am I holding on to this? Like, and is that what I'm doing? Like, maybe I'm not, maybe I just, like I said, I just felt like a hurt little girl. And the intellectual side of me was like, but you shouldn't. It was done lovingly. It was, he trusted you enough to say, no, I don't appreciate this.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. So what's going on in me?
1: So I always need to hear things two or three times. So I I will ask you more questions, but I want to start with, reminding or just a general reminder that when we talked about equanimity, it was in the context of the three attentional skills that we're always building when we're practicing mindfulness. We're we're engaged in a meditation technique in service of growing our mindfulness practice. And so the three Areas of focus are the three attentional skills. One of them is equanimity. So our capacity to notice when we're holding on to something, as you said, or when we're trying to push something away. So clinging or aversion. The second is concentration. So we're developing our capacity to concentrate deeply, to hold our attention on an object of focus that we choose to focus on. And then the third is sensory clarity. So that's sort of zooming the microscope in to get as much clarity as we can on whatever the sensory experience is. So when you are giving a report of holding on to something, it feels like it's an emotional thing that you're holding on to. hmm Can you say more about what that feels like? And you've given this beautiful description of, I feel like a little girl. And you talked about being, feeling hurt.
0: Yeah. So, and it's interesting as you were talking about those, thanks for recapping those, because I very much honed in on equanimity for sure. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's the sensory clarity is when you were describing those, that's the one that came for me right now. But I will answer your question. Yeah, I. it's interesting because I think as you're asking this, I was mad at myself um, for reading this scenario wrong or I was being playful and I thought funny. <laughs> it was not received that way. And, and I got my feelings hurt and I don't, I don't like not being perfect, especially in a relationship that I cherish. And so, yeah, so I think, wow, I can feel it in my throat already.
1: Just maybe pause and just sort of like notice that feeling in your throat. Give it a little space. Just space, and by space, I mean just let's just. And I have goosebumps now, so just creating some space to have awareness of that. Not as not something to need that needs to be fixed or figured out, but just to just because it's an opportunity to to notice oh, what else is there to notice about this feeling in my throat and the emotion that's so clearly there with it?
0: Don't rush it, just feel it.
1: Yeah so our pattern to, you know, go to our heads and to keep analyzing and keep thinking.
0: That feels good. Hmm. It feels peaceful. As soon as you said it, I felt, yeah, don't rush it. Just feel it.
1: Hmm.
0: And let it be okay.
1: Mm-hmm. That's the, you know, the difference between when we were children and we sometimes did get rushed through things rushed through experiences of hurt or pain in whatever way that happened for any of us ideally it doesn't happen ideally the you know the caregiver says oh pause because something's going on for you and i want to know everything about you and that teaches us to be curious to know everything about us in a way that just helps us know ourselves. I don't know very many people that that happened for in the ideal ways. So yeah, we have this often tendency to sort of rush through things. And as adults, to recognize, oh, wait, I don't have to rush. I can pause here. I can take the time, even if it's just a moment or a breath just acknowledge and honor and be as curious as you want. I mean, you don't have to sit there for very long at all, or you could sit there for as long as you're able to or interested in sitting there exploring. It's just was coming to me because you so, you had this beautiful report of it. It feels very childlike, this thing that's happening. And so I just love, I love um, sort of pointing to The ways that mindfulness can support us in continuing on this path of adulthood, choosing options that are a little bit more mature, which often means a little bit more caring than we've been used to being with ourselves.
0: You know what I love, Kara, is um, two things. One is I think this is really part of my journey right now is learning to slow down and feel because I I I like to rush through the discomfort. And so if I look back at what happened, I wanted to fix that discomfort and get away from it. So it's interesting because I felt like I was holding on to it, but I was trying to figure out how to get away from it and not feel that again, which is pushing away as opposed to clinging to trying to fix because it's what I do. (laughs) Um, And so much about mindfulness is... I think, I think my lesson in mindfulness is to learn to allow it and know I'm going to be okay through it and just let it, let it be what it is, acknowledge it and stop rushing it, stop pushing it.
1: Mm.
0: And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Because I like to fix it and move through it or past mm-hmm. it or over it. Yeah. Yeah. So sensory clarity is interesting, because, as you said, just hold space for your throat. I remembered learning about just acknowledging what I was feeling. And that just feels like taking it one step further is acknowledging, where do I feel it in my body? This is my body talking to me about what I'm going through right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Acknowledging it, and I literally felt it release and go okay I I just wanted to be heard <laughs> almost right like I just wanted yeah. to be felt or acknowledged or validated that we just went through that
1: yeah we give more detail about what you just reported that is you know when I said let's pause and give it space and then you so you did that you paused and then it sounded like you were saying the sensation just sort of released.
0: Yeah, it was um this is really important. So I wanna, I want more sensory clarity. <laughs> so when you said, you know, where in your body is it showing up uh, or feeling it? And I'm like, oh, like immediately I'm like in my stomach and my throat, like both became tight. And and you said to make space for it and I just thought about my throat and, and I felt it just release and go, okay, we can, I, honestly, it felt like, okay, we've been acknowledged. We can let go because, and what I heard in my head was don't rush, just, just let it be. And you know, when you try and rush, I think about it, when you try and rush a kid and they mm-hmm. dig in their heels. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, if you just let me, just acknowledge me. I can relax and move through it and be okay with it. That's what I felt like just happened with the body, the throat, especially. I didn't notice my stomach as much because I was focusing on the throat, but it just kind of went, yeah. all right, we're okay. It's good.
1: Yeah. And am I right? It doesn't sound really from the report that there was actually a an active or even a mental By active, I mean sort of mental or cognitive or conscious letting go. There wasn't a, I'm going to let this go. No, it it was like, it just happened in the act of giving it space, meaning time. Like, don't, let's not rush to thinking, right? Let's just pause and notice. Exactly. And then it disappeared. So what's so fascinating to me is that, So that was a description of a physical sensation of discomfort. I think it was a tension, right? Maybe not. You wouldn't maybe describe it as painful, but tension in the body that we so often think of as static, right? Like there's this pain. It's a thing unto itself. And it's amazing to me that just taking that moment of, as you say, looking at it, it's almost like looking at the little child who's crying, like, okay, I see you. There's just something that happened in that dynamic that wasn't active on your part, except for taking the pause. Right. But then the physical, what we think of as a the thing that's, you know, beyond our control, what sounds to me like it sort of broke apart. Does that sound
0: accurate? Like it became not a thing. It became not a thing. Yeah. You know, you said, let's just give it space. And I it relaxed. It went, oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't rush me. Beautiful. Thank you. That's um, I really thought we were gonna psychoanalyze it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's so cool because mindfulness, I didn't really think of it as a a physical thing, if that makes sense. And yet it was just totally a physical thing. Hmm.
1: So where where are you at now with the holding on? What's it feeling like now?
0: It just feels good. So
1: to psychoanalyze a little bit, it sounds like... Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> it sounds like, you know, for the last three weeks, there's sort of been a holding on to, ouch, that hurt. And maybe a little bit of a story of, I feel like I should be able to move beyond this hurt. Like I want, why am I, well, this still hurts. Why? And am I right? Like a sort of a flavor of judgment? Like, oh, absolutely. I don't, don't want to hurt because it's
0: discomfort, but also it's not the mature thing. Right. Because intellectually I, I can look at it and go, you know, what was that that I'm judging myself? Absolutely. For, for how I reacted.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so, the trick is to to find the space notice, oh, as you were doing in reference to equanimity, I notice I want this to be different. Mm-hmm. The sensory clarity is to notice ah oh, there's there's a flavor of judgment in that wanting things to be different. And you know the question that came to me pretty quickly was. Why does this need to be different? Like your report was I'm holding on to something. So then the question is, why is that a problem?
0: Mm. That's interesting. Why is that a problem? (laughs) (laughs) What really clicked for me, because I'm very much a, you know, I use the term tools, right? Happiness tools. So what are the tools in my toolbox? Yeah like I said, I really loved the equanimity one. And this time my big aha moment or the tool that I'm taking that sensory clarity is just reminding myself to slow down and see where this is showing up in my body and then don't rush through it. And so Mm. like, you know, I think last time I was telling you, I, I just like when I'm in something, I'll be like, Oh, this sucks. And I realized I didn't do that that time. But now I feel like you've just given me one more tool to go, okay, hold on. This sucks. Where am I feeling this? Mm. And then just, and then just acknowledge it and go, okay, this is, this is what I'm feeling and where I'm feeling it. And maybe I don't have to solve it. Don't, don't, judge myself for clinging or pushing away just notice and I it's interesting I think that's probably the biggest thing that that part of mindfulness Hmm. for me that's that's huge Um, because I like to rush through (laughs)
1: like yeah let's
0: get to the next you know the next win the next step
1: yeah get the job done and I would invite you to be easy on the judge of your judginess as you said (laughs) (laughs) because it's the way it is that we don't like an ouch Mm -hmm. it's uncomfortable and so it's just completely normal that we'll want to
0: move away from an ouch i get that that makes sense Mm -hmm. Mm but I feel like if I hold space for it and allow it and I get that amazing feeling that you walked me through today.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, that's the maturity to be able to see, is there any room to create some space around this? Ouch. If there's space to ask, can I, can I give some room around this? Ouch. Like, yeah, it's been three weeks. Isn't that interesting? It's still here. What's going on with that? And rather than how do I get rid of it? How do I let go of it? Just what more can I learn about it? What, what more wants to be known here?
0: What more wants to be known here? I like that. Thank you for this. This has been so good. So good.
1: It's really a pleasure and a privilege.
0: Having this coaching session recorded was way outside my comfort zone. And in fact, I didn't go back to and listen to the coaching session for a few months. And so it's taken me a while to be brave enough to share it with you. I found Kara just an amazing mindfulness coach, and I loved how she brought us back around to those three attentional skills, equanimity, which I got a pretty decent handle on in our first coaching session. Sensory clarity, which I think I got a little bit more clarity on in today's coaching session. And then concentration, well, let's just say I know I still have some work to do. Now, remember, I came to trying to figure out mindfulness through self-compassion, because mindfulness is part of self-compassion. And I find on my happiness journey, that's where I'm at right now. I'm really trying to hone my self-compassion skills. And mindfulness is a big part of that for me. So as you can see, I was trying to work through this and I was really getting stumped. So I was lucky enough to have a friend who's a mindfulness coach who was willing to come on the podcast and walk through this with me. Some of my big takeaways from today are just the reminder about those three attentional skills, but also about paying attention to what I'm feeling in my body and being okay with creating space around that and just waiting to see if there's something else that wants to be known. That is such an interesting concept. When you're stuck on something or you're struggling with something, if you pause, take a breath and ask yourself, what else wants to be known here? That seems pretty powerful to me. As you can tell, I am not done figuring out this mindfulness thing. So that means hopefully Kara will be back again. But if you want to find out more about mindfulness coaching and Kara in particular, you can visit her over on Instagram at karabrawn.house or over at her website. And I'll put a link for that in the show notes. Remember, when you have a choice, choose happy, have a good one, and go get your happy <laughs> I Even after, actually, even after the last interview, when, you know, one of the things you were talking about is realizing, you know, my, my bum goes numb during meditation or something like that, right? And it's like, don't push this away. You know, I can't tell you how many times <laughs> I've thought of you. During like itchy nose or numb bum moments, and I'm just like, nope, okay, we're just not pushing this
1: easy on the judge of your judginess, as you said.
0: (laughs) Hey, this is just a quick reminder. If you know anyone that they could use more happiness in their life please share the podcast with them. The whole point of doing this is to create more happiness in the world. And the more people we empower to find their personal happiness, the more happiness we have to spread around. So please take a minute and share the episode.